0: I like Travis Williams a lot. I respect Travis Williams a lot. This episode's going to be about Travis Williams and things that he needs to do a lot better. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovaciewicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. For anyone who doesn't know, Travis Williams happens to be the CEO and team president of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. This is a significant position. It is not a ceremonial position, contrary to some popular mythology that everyone is just sitting there waiting for Bob Nutting to declare things from the clouds, and they're just existing to do his bidding. That's not Travis. That's not why Travis would have left the really good job that he had just gotten three years ago with the NHL's New York Islanders and being largely in charge of the process of getting UBS Arena built in Elmont, New York, the site of Horse Racing's Belmont Stakes, which, by the way, is now up and running and Our own Penguins were there just last week. Nice cushy job, fairly successful franchise in a very large market and all that other stuff. And when Bob Nutting reached out to Travis around the time of the mass firings of everyone from Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark up to Frank Coonley, who had been the guy holding this role beforehand, Travis came back. And when I say came back, it's because he held a pretty significant position with the Penguins just before that, which is how Bob and Travis came to know each other. I'm not sure what's brought it on this particular off season, but I've gotten more feedback, more questions from listeners and readers about Travis and what he does within the Pirates hierarchy, then in the first three years of this front office combined, maybe many times over. And I am very much on board with you on this, not in a pandering way, but because my belief is that Travis can be, and has yet to be, a real difference maker for this franchise. And he can do that, first and foremost, by being more visible, by being more vocal. Not in a coonly awkward, clumsy, tripping-all-over-his-own-words-all-the-time kind of way, but just by being his best self. Unfortunately, that hasn't occurred. And worse, they seem to be hunkering down. All of them. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. There have been a ton of occasions over the years where I felt that the Pirates were unfairly lambasted publicly over stuff that really wasn't a big deal. Remember when they ran out of hot dog buns the one night at PNC Park? That ended up being the only discussion point on social media talk radio and everywhere else for three days how could they have run out of hot dog but they run out of things all the time at all stadiums at all arenas the Steelers run out of stuff the Penguins run out of stuff happens to everybody but it happens to the pirates and it's ah look at nutting this and that and whatever and it's unfair the reason that I mention this is that the Pirates did something this off-season that they should have been absolutely annihilated on. And hardly anyone has said a word. Did you even know that they ditched Pirates Fest? Did you know this? This used to be a really big deal around here. At one point, Pirates Fest when it was at the Carnegie Science Center and really crammed in there, if you'll recall those events. The three-day weekend saw 21,000 fans go through there. 21,000. It was so big that they had to move it to the David L. Lawrence Convention Center across the Allegheny River, which offered infinitely more space, but they packed that, too. Half of the entire upper level of our pretty significantly sized convention center was jammed and there were games and events and meet the coach and shake Clint hurdles hand and Q and A's with the manager and the GM and whatever else. And on Sundays, on Sundays, and a lot of you can back me up on this because you were there. Bob Nutting would wait for you at the door on your way in and shake your hand and thank you for your support of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and people would ask him questions, and everyone was having a great time. This one's cancelled! It's just bagged! Done! PPD! In parentheses! Doesn't even exist! How? How does that happen? How do you go from the thing I just described a mere few years ago, and believe it or not, I'm not just talking about the Playoff years. I'm talking about before the blackout game. This was a really big event, Pirates Fest. That's hunkering down in my eyes. That's hiding. And I I not only don't respect that, I don't understand it. Are the Pirates waiting until they sign a bunch of guys and show that they mean business, and then they'll emerge and give everyone a great big told-you-so wag of the finger? Is that the outlook here? If so, that'd at least help explain why the only event they've had with their fans at all this offseason was And I'm not even mentioning all those wonderful caravan trips. Remember that? Where they'd go to all different parts of Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, to make sure that they're drawing that bigger circumference of Pirates fans, kind of the way the St. Louis Cardinals have done for years in their market. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. What are you going to do? Wait until it gets like a little bit good and then come out and go, ha ha ha, we showed you losers now you have to buy tickets I mean, I'm being ridiculous here, but th- that's what ends up happening. That's the way people end up thinking and talking about you when you're not showing your face or speaking your mind Lots and lots of work ahead, and now there's work ahead just to reverse this kind of damage When we come back, j one q J1Q comes from Bob, who writes, (laughs) I love this so much, I just have to say this in advance. Here, here, okay, this is, starting over now. Okay, today's J1Q comes from Bob, who says, one way to improve is to not give at-bats or innings to terrible players, i.e., addition by subtraction. Too many at-bats in the 2022 season went to Josh Van Meter, Yoshi Tutsugo, Greg Allen, Bly Madras, Michael Perez... Cole Tucker, Yu Chang. The starting pitching and bullpen depth should be much better also this coming season. A Jack Sawinski-Connor-Joe platoon could limit Sawinski's at-bats against lefties, but there would be a big hole in the lineup regardless without Brian Reynolds. Bob, your point about the waiver guys, waiver dudes, whatever it was that I ended up calling them at the end of this past season, I think it was waiver dudes, the endless Congo line of waiver dudes was supported wonderfully by Alex Stumpf, our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh sports in a late season piece where he counted up exactly what you're describing here. The number of plate appearances, the number of innings that were committed to terrible players who the pirates had to have known had an excellent chance of remaining terrible players even though they'd been plucked by the developmental wizards employed by the Pirates. And this, by the way, is yet another reason that I'm not prepared to declare that any season is some non-punt or some big stride forward until we see how the Pirates stop doing that. Stop treating your Major League roster, what should be your most important General commodity, the active roster as a glorified tryout camp. Stop plucking every single guy that's out there that you might have liked at some point years ago or in high school or whatever it is, and base your evaluations off of what you're seeing on the field from them, wherever it is that they happen to have been employed before that. Because this notion that, well, if we just bring him under our umbrella, we'll show everybody how development works. Because it doesn't. It certainly doesn't in Pittsburgh. The number of players who were taken off waivers, who got better in Pittsburgh. And I don't even know that he got better. He just became a regular contributor as Ben Gamble. But Gamble was always pretty much what he was in Pittsburgh. I don't know that he just, you know, took off or something. He had one season where he hit a little bit above his career norm. But for the most part, Gamble was just an honest ball player. And that's what he was in Pittsburgh, an honest ball player. And for that, we collectively have had to suffer through like three dozen of these guys over the past two years. And it's got to stop because for whatever reason, this management team, and it of course includes Derek Shelton, can't control themselves from putting these guys on the field on a regular basis. It's one thing to have them under your control or under your eyesight so that you can show them how it's really done. But why, why throw them out on the field? Nobody wants to see them. They don't help you win. Does anyone really think this management team is done with that practice? With that specific practice? Speaking only for myself, I will believe that when I see it. And until then, the punter is lining up 15 yards behind the long snapper. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one of these Monday.